0: Hey there, this is What a Week. I was not planning on recording this. I was actually planning on taking a break through the summer. Um, and I was going to start back up when we started production, but there was just so much news this week. It was probably the most news filled week I can remember since like March, and that's saying something. So here we are. I'm back for this and probably next week just to go over how much stuff has been happening so in local news let's start with some good news portland approved the strictest ban on facial recognition technology in the united states the portland city council unanimously approved bans on city and private use of facial recognition technology on wednesday last wednesday the strictest such restriction in the country The private ban, which includes businesses in the city, would go into effect January 1st. The ban on use by city departments goes into effect immediately. The state of Oregon already bans police from using body cameras with facial recognition technology, and the ban wouldn't apply to private individual uses such as the Face ID feature on iPhones. But it does prohibit businesses from collecting, using, or storing people's facial or biometric information gathered in spaces open to the public, such as parks or grocery stores. Portland officials point to concerns over resident civil rights and privacy as reasons for the bans. They also cite studies that show the technology is marred by racial and gender bias. San Francisco, Oakland, and Berkeley are among those that have already banned the use of facial recognition by police departments and other local government agencies. The Portland ordinances were introduced by Mayor Ted Wheeler and Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, who has said the issue comes down to racial justice and the community's right to privacy. Okay, on to state news. You guys knew this was coming, but Oregon's air is so hazardous, it's breaking records. The Oregon Department of Environmental Quality and Lane Regional Air Protection Agency released data from the past week that shows historical record-breaking air quality across the state. Oregon has had some of the worst air quality in the world with such dense concentrations of tiny particles from wood smoke that it's been considered unhealthy or even hazardous to breathe. And the new data shows that it's the worst ever recorded in Portland, Eugene, Bend, Medford, and Klamath Falls. That's based on an air quality index that categorizes air quality as good, moderate, unhealthy, very unhealthy, or moderate. DEQ's Laura Gleim said the AQI monitors take hourly measurements and averages those numbers for the day. She said it's possible some cities or neighborhoods could have reached ratings well over 500 beyond the AQI's upper threshold for hazardous air for a few hours during that day. Above 500 is off that scale, Gleim said. It doesn't mean the monitors can't display higher than that. It just means the health categories haven't been set up to go beyond that. Every DEQ-monitored city reached unhealthy or hazardous levels last week, and the dense smoke is expected to remain throughout most of Oregon until at least Thursday. In presidential news, late Monday night, new audio was released of the president sharing what he actually thought about the dangers of the coronavirus to Bob Woodward, while at the same time, Trump was sharing tweets that called for the firing of Dr. Anthony Fauci. On April 13th, according to new tapes from both CNN and from Bob Woodward's appearance on CBS's show with Stephen Colbert, Trump told the journalist and author of the soon-to-be-released book Rage that the virus is a, quote, killer and called it the, quote, plague. Trump told Woodward that the virus was easily transmissible and relayed a story about how a sneeze during an Oval Office meeting in the White House cleared the room. Quote, Bob, it's so easily transmissible you wouldn't even believe it, Trump said. I mean, you could be in the room. I was in the White House a couple days ago meeting with 10 people in the Oval Office and a guy sneezed innocently. Not a horrible, just a sneeze. The entire room bailed out, okay, including me, by the way. And a whistleblower who previously worked at an Immigration and Customs Enforcement facility in Georgia detailed a high rate of hysterectomies and alleged medical neglect in a complaint filed to the Department of Homeland Security Inspector General on Monday. Dawn Wooden, a licensed practical nurse employed by the center who's represented by the Government Accountability Project and Project South, stated in a complaint that while some women may have required a hysterectomy, quote, everybody's uterus cannot be that bad. The Government Accountability Project provides representation for whistleblowers, and Project South is a social justice organization. The complaint is also signed by several immigrant advocacy organizations, including Georgia Detention Watch, Georgia Latino Alliance for Human Rights, and South Georgia Immigrant Support Network. The complaint, which also included a series of concerns about the facility's handling of the coronavirus, immediately received responses from Democratic lawmakers. Quote, the allegations put forth in this whistleblower complaint point to an alarming pattern of unsafe conditions and a lack of oversight at privately run ICE facilities, said Representative Benny Thompson of Mississippi, chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, in a statement, adding that allegations of hysterectomies being performed on women without consent is, quote, incredibly disturbing. Finally, in international news, the U.S. on Tuesday issued a sweeping new advisory warning against travel to mainland China and Hong Kong, citing the risk of, quote, "...arbitrary detention and arbitrary enforcement of local laws." The advisory is likely to heighten tensions between the U.S. and China that have spiked since Beijing's imposition on Hong Kong of a strict new national security law in June that has already been met with a series of U.S. punitive actions. The new advisory warned U.S. citizens that China imposes, quote, arbitrary detention and exit bans to compel cooperation with investigations, pressure family members to return to China from abroad, influence civil disputes, and, quote, gain bargaining leverage over foreign governments. Quote, U.S. citizens traveling or residing in China or Hong Kong may be detained without access to U.S. consular services or information about their alleged crime. U.S. citizens may be subjected to prolonged interrogations and extended detention without due process of law, the advisory said. When in Hong Kong, U.S. citizens are, quote, strongly cautioned to be aware of their surroundings and avoid demonstrations, the advisory said. That's some of the news for this week. Again, I know I missed a lot. There's a lot of news, guys. This is, like, scratching the surface of what I could find. So, have a good week stay safe, don't breathe in smoke and you know happy new school year